Hunger Games Fan Podcast, episode number 21. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Welcome back to another episode of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. We're here once again to give some more initial reaction, thought, commentary on Catching Fire, the second book in the Hunger Games trilogy, and very eager to talk today about Chapter 11, Over the Fence. I know. I want to start like naming the chapters. Oh, you know what? That's a good idea. Let's start doing that from this point forward. This one, <laughs> over the fence. Over the fence. Over the fence. And through the woods. The power is on. Turn on the power. I don't know. Anyway, folks, thank you for tuning in again. Sorry. And here we are <laughs> to cover our thoughts on chapter 11 of the of Catching Fire. Right. So anyway, Stephanie, turning right into our notes, jumping right into the thick of things. We were left off with Katniss being stopped by a screeching owl. And the hum of the electricity. And the hum of the electricity stops her in a spot saying, the power's back on. It's back on. And we have speculated whether or not this might be some kind of, uh, you know, intentional thing where they basically have been waiting for her to go across the fence. And then, of course, uh, turning it on as soon as she's outside, assuming that she might die in the wilderness if she can't get back in or die trying getting back in. Right. I think that's thing. That's maybe what they were hoping for. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, we learn in this episode that our suspicions may uh, in this chapter. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. I love that you call them episodes. They feel like that. <laughs> it is. It's like this episode of the story. Oh, before we start talking about this oh, chapter, can we talk yeah. about the Entertainment Weekly cover coming out oh, with the men yes. of the Hunger Games? Which, by the way, uh, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably already oh, out. Oh, yeah. By the time you, they're listening to this, it's way out. This is old news. Like, whatever. This is a problem of us recording way in uh-uh, advance. But I saw it last night. And what do you then think? I think they look good. Uh, there's been some talk on whether or not they might seem to be appear to be a little older than what they're supposed to be? Uh, no, what I think they look, appear to be is more uh, uh, manly. No, <laughs> they don't look as malnourished as they're supposed to. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> they're a little too built and buffy, I think. Well, I don't know about that. I think that Gail's a guy that, you know, is out hunting and gathering and he's eating pretty well, I think. All right. And of course, you know, he's he's out run. I mean, he's he's physically active out in the woods true all right and so then of course you got Peta, who is you know he's eating a lot of leftover bread you know <laughs> which means his arms should not look the way his arms look his <laughs> his gut might look a okay. different way fair, fair <laughs> enough there fair enough i don't mind i like it i i think they look good I think they look good. I'm just excited to see more and more stuff coming out from it, which reminds me that this movie is being made. Sometimes I forget. It's being made. Yeah, it's coming out in March. In March. So hopefully we'll be done with all three books by March. I think we will. I think so as well. It's, it's, it's just the end of July, babe. Well, you know, the time flies in the gspn.tv studios here. You know True. that. It does. It just flies by like crazy. Anyway. Okay. So back to chapter 11. Back to chapter 11. 
Let's isn't that what people file this. if they're what? Don't isn't that what like people file chapter eleven? Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Like, is that the <laughs> bankruptcy sorry, thing? I think so. All right. I'm sorry. So totally distracted. Extra security or does Thread somehow know that I've escaped his net? Uh, I think it. And I think. I think it's yeah, intentional. And of absolutely. course, um, we learn a little bit that there's some peacekeepers standing by. Right. Yeah. So my family will be worried. And you know what? I'm worried too. How How am I going to get back in? How am I going to, you know, what's so um, she and then goes through the whole thing again. Are there surveillance cameras? Because, you know, President Snow knew about the kiss. How did he know? You know, there are eyes for hire everywhere. But how are how is information actually getting? I think that they are security cameras. Do you? Yeah, because I mean, when you think about these games, you know, the the fact is, is that they're being recorded from every angle all exactly. the time. And, mm-hmm. and those cameras got to be able to kind of float freely in the air and and kind of be hidden in certain. I mean, so I think the, the obviously the the capital is very good at at camera placement right. for the games mm-hmm. and making sure those cameras are easy to, to, to follow people. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't understand how she can't just assume that assume, she's on right. camera all the time. And that's right. why I don't understand in the last chapter when, she, or whenever it was 10 foot snow thing. And it's like, dude, if I was the capital, if I was president of snow, I, I, <laughs> I'd know every word you're saying, whether you're on, on a train, in a plane, in a car or with a cane, I don't know. <laughs> Good one, Cliff. That's that really good. All right. So there's no visible signs that she's being hunted. So she has to say, she tells herself, I have to get back inside and pretend I never left. Okay. So she walks for about a mile and she finds a tree that has a branch high enough that she can climb over. The Actually, fence. the tree she needs to be on is too slick to climb. So she climbs the tree next to it and jumps over. Right. Katniss, you scare me. That's all. Yeah. And climbs the branch and, and jumps over the fence. Isn't it Rue that jumped through the trees like mm-hmm. a squirrel? Yeah. 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 Anyway, it so was. she she gets this branch and it's like 25 feet up in the air and she drops down. What? Nothing. What? You it, just shook your head now. It's my ear. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Keep going. Do you have that buzzing sound in your ears? Buzz. It's not a buzzing, but like. What? Um. Our voices are in my right ear have like an echo. Oh, okay. And yeah. Anyway, go All ahead. Right. I'm I'm trying to not focus on it. And do you see the other plug that's in the uh, the little thing that's not your headphones? The one that's got kind of like going down to the floor. Unplug that and tell me if it goes away. All right. Did you get it? No. So this one over here is not. Okay. Yeah. So unplug that. Sorry about this, folks. We're we're doing some studio modifications here. <laughs> no, it didn't go away. It didn't go no. away. Okay. I think I think because the wires are exposed, that mine. You need go, some yeah. new headphones. All right, we still need to get with Karen, and I, I'll buy some over-the-ear headphones over there. Okay. I I I keep forgetting to contact her. It's it's not a big deal. It's just that I. Okay. It, it was distracting me. Okay, right. back well, at it. So back at it. Twenty-five feet. She jumps to the ground. Uh-huh. Gets up to realize that she hurt her heel. And her tailbone. Yes. But she's got to make it home. And before she makes it home, she has to make an alibi for herself. So she makes stops and she picks up things along the she way. She stops at the stores that are still open in the... Yeah. And she gets the, um, white cloth for bandages and she gets some um, peppermints, um, candies for Prim and... 
Uh, what else does she get? I don't remember Me what either. else. Me neither. But she, 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 made she, a, she made a point to make an alibi for herself. Yes. That she's been making her rounds. Yep. She's a smart girl. Yeah, she, she really no, is. No, she does recognize, she does head back home and she finds out that it, she is, you know, that she's unanticipated. Yes. You know, they're, um, there are two peacekeepers, a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Who are really surprised to see her show up. <laughs> really surprised. Like really they surprised. were not expecting it. And then and, and this goes to confirm our suspicions that in fact, you know, they knew she was on the other side. That's right. why the fence was turned on yep. and they weren't expecting her to ever return. Right. They All weren't. Right. No. And so they ask where she's been and she's like, well, it's easier if you ask where I haven't been. And I love this whole part where she's like, well, I haven't been talking to the the goat man about getting you know prim's goat pregnant because she, didn't she say knocked up no she does later oh okay she, she does the second time um she says that someone else can talk to him about getting the dumb goat knocked up or something like and that she makes she messes but, up the directions as if you know and as and, if prim told her wrong now, right? this this seems to be a completely made-up conversation you know that but prim being as young as she is still picks up on it. Am I right that that's a totally made up conversation? Or I is think this, that it is. Or do you think that there really was a little bit of this conversation that r- was actually there? I mean, I think that looking to get the goat pregnant could be a real thing that they're looking at, but that doesn't, but I got the impression that it too was a, a completely falsified. Yeah. Completely yeah. manufactured story about the dire- the directions that were given. Right. And the mistaken. Obviously she she's covering. But but the fact that, you know, I can well, get I mean, Prim's 12. I, I get that. Prim's 12. I get that PETA and Hamish can play along without giving off any kind of right. vibe at all. They correct me. And up. I can get a 12 year old understanding the need for a cover story. But being able to, I, I have a hard time believing a 12, well, I don't know, maybe a 12-year-old can kind of pull that off. I mean, think about Megan. I mean, Megan could pull that off. Yeah, okay. You're right. Yeah. All right. Fair so, enough. No, I, I... But I, I loved it. I love them playing around and I, I love how much they drew out that conversation. Right. And so... And almost says, to the point where they forget that the peacekeepers are there. Are They're there, now arguing I among themselves. That, I love that they go about it like they're not even there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's fantastic. Um, and Hamish makes me laugh in that part. He's, so where haven't you been? And... And then PETA is is playing along. It's it's so fun. And um and then and suddenly she's oh like you're here. I for you know, yeah. oh I forgot you were here. And so there was so. a message, right? There was a message. Yeah. Yeah. They, they she's like, Oh, oh, you had a message for me. <laughs> yes. Um, which was to tell her cousin that the fence from this point on would be turned on will be turned on which hello wait and I a second love, i love her reaction yeah i love her reaction was like oh hasn't it always been <laughs> yes yes she goes i know i'm pushing it here but i might as well i'm it's having fun with stuff, this right well here's here's the thing i'm thinking okay how long they've been there for a while mm-hmm. all right they, these two peacekeepers have been there for a while they seemingly are unwilling to leave and why on earth would they be sent to go tell gail because gail is Gail's still there or no? no? Gail's Gail's healed up and and, and out and about. Mm-hmm. Okay, why not go to Gail and tell Gail that the, the the fence is on? Because Gail wasn't the one in the woods that day. Okay, all right. I'm just saying it just seems weird that they would wait well, all day to give her 
a message to give to somebody else. Right. Because they'd been waiting there for two hours. But remember, she was unanticipated. I know. Now they're fishing for a story as to why they're there. Well, that's the second thing is I don't understand why would they wait there for two hours if they don't expect her to come back. Right. You know, except for the fact that they're well, I think expecting she even her said, to. She even said to her, like she was thinking to herself that that they're waiting to take my family into questioning if I didn't return. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. So, yeah, I think that that's. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yeah, so she's, she's, so PETA. It's obviously a setup. Yep, it's a setup. So warn your cousin, tell your cousin, I'll be sure to let him know. And, um, mom gives her some sleep syrup, you know, checks out her, her foot, something in her foot could be broken. Her tailbone's just probably bruised, but gives her some sleep syrup in some chamomile tea. And she takes a couple weeks off. And Peta carries her to bed. Aww. Aww. I don't anyway, want you to leave. Yeah, she asks him to stay until she's asleep. And you know, and she's like, I even want him here when the nightmares hit, which I know that they will, but I know that I'm not allowed to ask that. And he says, when you didn't come back, I thought you changed your mind. Yeah. Yeah. And she says. I would not leave without talking to you first. Yes. Because I love you. I know. If she just <laughs> opened her eyes and realized it. Anyway, so um, so now she spends the next couple of days like panicking every time the doorbell rings and concerned that Thread is going to figure out how she got out or got back in and come and arrest her. But um, as nothing happens, she begins to calm down and her and PETA finally do the first normal thing they've ever done together. Which is? Which is um, he brings her cheese buns and they work on the family book. Yes. The the medicinal plants book. Yes. And because she's been wanting to do this forever, but you can't just draw on this book and then it's got to be perfect. And she's right. not that great of an artist. Right. PETA, however, is a beautiful. Is he's a, a great artist. That's right. And she writes the text and they're working together. And it's the first thing. It's kind of like their first date. Kind of. And she says our whole relationship has been tainted by the games. Yeah. Tainted. 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 Or tainted. Yeah. Both both of them work. But (laughs) here's the thing. Like we we, um, had when she met Gail at the lake. Um she talked about watching his hands, his capable hands and blah, blah, you know, anyway, but, um, here she talks about watching PETA's hands work and how they can bring something to life and how his expression changes to a more intense, um, look when he's working. And she's seen that a couple of times before. It seems like she's like, seems very intensely focused on, every detail and aspect of this young man she is i mean she she even like goes out of the way yeah the eyelashes it's like how how did they not get tangled when he blinks yeah (laughs) she's in love there's love in the air i know yeah okay so um there is uh she's making her way downstairs right and uh, unnerving everyone mm-hmm. by turning on the television. Yes, because normally the television is not something you just watch for entertainment purposes. I mean, it's not like they have ice road truckers or twenty four or twenty four to watch, right? You know, or they need Jack Bauer. That's what this story. That's needs. what this story needs is Jack Bauer. That's what this story needs. If they had Jack Bauer 
done. Capital over with. There wouldn't even need, needed to be a third book. No. I mean, he would have done solved all their problems. He would have solved their. He wouldn't. We wouldn't need this book if there was Jack Bauer. <laughs> it would have been Hunger Games solved. Like, Boom. <laughs> sorry, total tangent. Right now we're watching season seven of Twenty Four. Yes, and it, which is awesome by the which way, which is fantastic, and which would. Is really good because season six was terrible. It was season six is horrible. You, it's matter of fact, go just straight. Skip it. Just go skip straight it from season five right into season seven. Yeah. And you're good. You can go to Wikipedia and read a synopsis of what happened in season. Uh, six. I wouldn't even bother. <laughs> anyway, so season seven of twenty four, and by this time, I mean the show's been on for eight years. Everybody knows that. Um, Jack Bauer is going to die and come back Jack to life. Jack Bauer is going to number one, save the world and then die or go to prison and somehow come back. It, it's what happens. That's, that's how it all goes down. And so we're watching the show and we're a couple hours in, we're like halfway through now, but, um, but after we're a couple of hours in now, they've, they've disbanded the CTU that we always have worked with. And so now we're working with the FBI with their they're totally making to look like incompetent fools. And I'm sitting in my chair and I'm watching 24 and I'm like, you stupid FBI people. If you would just listen to Jack Bauer, this day would be over. Yeah, well, actually she says that. <laughs> and then a couple episodes after I said that one of the characters says it. Yeah. Who's actually from the FBI. Anyway, total tangent. Meanwhile, back in the GSPN.TV world headquarters talking in. about the Hunger yes. games. Sorry, I had to get that out. That's all right. Just, that's fine. So they're so they turn on the TV and not to watch Ice Road Truckers. Right, or 24. but she wants she wants some she, she wants some confirmation that that maybe Twill and Bonnie aren't you know totally well, she, off she the rocker. She just wants to investigate, and so she has to painfully watch through propaganda television. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but guess what? What? There's a new news report coming out of District 13, which says which says that it is not okay to be in the mines to get the graphite. Okay. Cause right? there's a graphite shortage yeah. and it is not okay to go back into the mines of district 13. And why not? The, the air is still toxic. The air is still toxic. Right? It's important that we communicate this to everybody throughout all Pan Am that District 13 is still a toxic environment for which you cannot go to or else you will certainly die. But do you know what you will prick your finger and and you will die. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Uh, Katniss needs a fairy godmother (laughs) to say you will not die. You will only fall asleep (laughs) until you are awakened by true love's kiss. (laughs) okay i think it's more fun when we record when we're both so slap happy tired (laughs) do you oh my gosh i'm so tired yes for better recording all right i'm still going krogering for ice cream (laughs) i want some ice cream too totally you gotta listen to another podcast to hear that do we still have butterscotch syrup yes i would love some butterscotch on some vanilla ice cream. all right i'm going krogering anyway so the last note that we have is that katniss notices that this news reporter is not in District 13. She's instead in the GSPN.TV world question, headquarters with in front of a green screen. Which begs the question. Yeah. What is? Yes. What is? Dun, dun, dun. Hold, hold, hold oh, on. Oh, no, I already said it. I know. I already said it. My, my timing is so, so off. off. <laughs> That's because you're like all lounged back. You can't. I even am lo- you look like CeeLo with his short little stubby arm. <laughs> I feel like CeeLo. Like, 
That was mean. I apologize. Why was that mean? To CeeLo. Oh, thank you. My husband looks like you. That was horrible, (laughs) CeeLo. Nice. Thanks, babe. I love you, too. (laughs) I do love you. You're welcome. (sighs) Okay. So last night, Cliff promises me that we could read two chapters. I didn't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa. Wait a second. Freeze, freeze, freeze. I'm not going to let you say anything. I did not promise you any such thing. I said, hey, do you think we can read two (laughs) chapters tonight? That's not a promise. You brought it up. That I equals did, a promise. I, I, oh, whatever. Go Do ahead. You know, if we would have read two chapters, I probably would have been able to fall asleep just fine last night. It's oh, all your fault. It is all my fault. But go ahead. Go ahead with what? I'm whatever done. Whatever story. That's it? <laughs> that's it? Seriously? That's all you got? <laughs> that's all I got. This episode was supposed to be about chapter 11 and 12, but Cliff fell asleep. It's all his fault. All I right. can't help that. All right. Well, listen here. I listen have, here, CeeLo, and your short little dummy arm. Listen, I've, I've got some audio feedback. <gasps> Yay. For the Hunger Games. From Shannon. Yeah, from Shannon. Now, originally, this was a five-minute audio recording. And five minutes, it's almost like, uh, you know, it, 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 it's it's a mini episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm so tired. Uh, but <laughs> that was horrible. Uh, but usually, if if an episode, if it, if an episode, if a vo- <laughs> I have to edit all this out in post production. No, if a voicemail is longer than three minutes, we normally edit it for playing purposes. Exactly, and so I was able to take the five minute recording and get it down to two minutes and thirty seconds. Sweet. So with that being said, there are two spots where you hear the so noise. with that being said, she says hello. I like <laughs> Hunger Games and goodbye. Yeah. Well, anyway, you'll hear two edit points that I put in and some of the other edits I took out. But Shannon, I think that I got the majority of of what you were saying. So uh, let's go ahead and hear Shannon's message now. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Shannon Kay. And I just listened to like seven Hungry Games fan (laughs) podcasts in a row. And uh, it's it's been really good because I had already read the complete series before you guys started doing your podcast. And uh, I actually waited for the second and third books. It was really fun to hear your reactions. And now, um, especially since you've started talking about Catching Fire, um, even though I haven't been rereading it like I thought I might, along with the podcast, I'm remembering things, you know, that relate to, like, later parts of the book that tie into the parts you're talking about now. And it's kind of like I am rereading it, even though I haven't been. Of audiobooks and whether listening to the book is the same as reading the book and how Cliff feels that when he listens to it he misses things and I just thought that was interesting because I read a lot as a kid and I've always been a big reader and I always read you know the real books growing up but the past few years I've listened to lots and lots of audiobooks I'm extremely auditory and to me it's kind of the same. Like sometimes I can't remember if I read the books with the printed words or if I listened to the audiobook. Because to me, um, as long as the words are there, it's the same. And uh, when I read, I kind of I kind of think of how it would sound out loud anyway. Um, so that's my thing. And um, sort of related to that is how Cliff said he didn't really want to read Harry Potter. And Actually, that's probably one of the best audiobooks there is. Whether read by Jim Dale or the UK version read by Stephen Fry, they're really, really good. So maybe, you know, the next time you take a family road trip or something, you might want to try 
putting on the first one, and and uh, it's it's a really great listening experience. So I guess that is one of the things that can make an audiobook different. Is you know if the performance is really good, it can make you like the book a little better, and if it's really bad, then you know it can taint the book a little bit. But so I I guess that's all. Um, Thanks for doing a great series on a fun book that I enjoy. I really like your commentary. Thanks. Bye. All right, Sharon, thank you so much. And I hope you're not too upset with my edit job. Uh, and um, yeah, so uh, you know what? I The problem I have, I still with audiobooks is that I get distracted. Because right. when, usually when I'm doing... I Matter of fact, she even says when she's doing things like data entry and stuff. I When I'm reading, physically reading a book... I am concentrating on what I'm reading. On what's I'm, in front of you, right. I'm seeing the words, I'm hearing the words in my head, and I'm visually picturing what I'm reading, and I'm trying to think fully on it. When I read, I read out loud to myself, so I'm seeing the words, and I'm actually hearing the words, not just hearing them in my head. Right. And I know the last few nights, we've been reading together, and I will read out loud, and you will follow along in your Kindle, and so you're you're getting it two ways because you're hearing it audibly and you're taking it in with your eyes as well. And I think that that's helping you. Yes. Also, it is. And and when I read when I listen to an audio book, what happens is I'm usually doing something else, and that's mm-hmm. the reason. I mean, the reason I'm listening to an audio book is because I'm walking, I'm or walking writing. or whatever, and I'm walking, and the next thing I know, all of a sudden I see something, and that's got me thinking about something else, and I start daydreaming, and I and my mind can be completely gone for five minutes on something else before I realize I'm listening to an audio book. Right. It's like, oh, what was that? And so that's the that's where it's going, uh, but although I t- I will tell you we do have uh, we've got Harry Potter on uh, on audiobook, audiobook. Um, mm-hmm. we got and it's Jim Dale and it's really good he's the guy who did the yep. voiceover for Pushing Daisies yes so it it sounds amazing but uh, yeah I had a have a real hard time just keeping my focus and it's not that I don't want to read Harry Potter I just want to read it on the Kindle in October. It's going to be available in ebook form, but I have read stories that says Harry Potter is going to be exclusive to Google ebooks, Uh-oh. which allows you to put it on a multiple a multitude of number of devices, including all your computers and stuff. But the one device that's not supported is the Kindle. Uh oh. Yeah. So, Harry Potter fan podcast either is going to have to go rogue and get the pay for the EPUB version and buy some software that will allow me to illegally convert it over to my Kindle or just do without. We'll know. We'll figure it out. Right. Folks, that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Episode number 21 of the Hunger Games Fan Podcast. If you would love to uh, communicate and have conversations with other people who are just as passionate about Hunger Games as you are, Head over to gspncommunity.com, join the site, and uh, look for the group that says Hungry Games. Got some great conversation happening over the people talking about the the looks of the cover, the looks of Gail and Peter are in there, and so uh, interesting stuff. Great people in the gspn.tv community. 
hands down best community online in the world. Absolutely. Folks, that's going to wrap it up. Until next time, we encourage you to join join the the community. community.